Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Life As We Speak, a podcast. I'm Jeremy, like Jeremy with a D. And I wanted to say welcome back. I already said that. <laughs> um, I know it's been a minute since I last released anything. And um, I needed to sit with this one for a minute. I think it's always important to ask yourself why you're doing something. Like, what are your intentions in doing or saying that thing? And it is my belief that you should always speak your truth, regardless of how how others may feel. But be sure to ask why you're doing it. Are you trying to hurt someone's feelings are you trying to stand up for yourself are you trying to do what's right what are your intentions are you causing healing or harm and I want to be the be clear about the difference between hurt and harm sometimes some things may hurt but ultimately ultimately ignite growth while other things may feel good and cause harm Sometimes you have to get through the initial hurt to get to the healing. And I pray you guys work with me. I haven't wrote anything down really. I will be speaking my truth in this episode. And with this episode, I pray it brings healing to me and whoever this is intended to help. As I said in one of my earlier podcasts, I wanted to be vulnerable and authentic And here I am walking in that. It took me a while to record this because I was so hesitant to talk about it. I wanted this podcast to be inspiring and helpful, but in order for that to be true, I must be vulnerable. And I'm trusting God to make this beautiful. So, what was it? I was 19 to 11 years ago in January I lost my brother in a very shocking way he was at a party and sorry about that um He lost his life. And I lost my brother. And um, the last 11 years or so have been very, very hard. Please forgive me. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm back. I had to pause for a minute. I lost my brother. It took me It was it's very hard for me to say even now.
but I'm realizing now that there is that joy is possible after the pain happiness is possible after the pain there should be no guilt associated with living your life after a loss and I know that there is so much cliche crap out there that people say to try to make you feel better but I'm here to tell you that joy is possible it's possible to feel again after that I was so numb for so long and I felt so alone for so long that I didn't think it was possible for me to experience true joy and happiness again. I was, um, I refused to say the words out loud for a very long time. When I, I went to school at RIT and um, I went back to school almost immediately after it happened. I didn't want to be home. I was avoiding being there. I was trying to keep keep busy because if I stayed still for too long I would have to feel that and I didn't want to if I had to feel that I didn't want to feel anything I didn't want to think about it pardon me Um, so it took a lot in me to go talk to somebody so we got free counseling and therapists at the school so I went to talk to somebody and the first thing out of this lady's mouth is I just want to make sure that there will be no retaliation my number one priority is to make sure that that young man is safe and that you won't do anything to hurt him referring to the guy who killed my brother (laughs) needless to say I never went back to her again My mom was checked out, so I didn't want to 
burden her with my feelings about the situation. She would sleep a lot and when she was awake, it wasn't. There's a lot of crying. And I didn't want to add to her sadness and hurt. I had a um, I was dating somebody at the time well (laughs) and he was astray (laughs) but um He would tell me things like, he would tell me, (sighs) he would write up fake obituaries (laughs) about friends and family members that died so he'd get out of projects and he would also tell me that they were dying and that they died. lying because who would but who would lie about something like that you know and I was so scared of losing something else that I stayed I was just scrambling trying to hold on to something I didn't want anything else to leave me that I put up with that crap for far too long child please felt like I uh, was a burden to my friends so I didn't want to just be a damper on them all the time so I stopped sharing I just felt very very alone And to be completely transparent, I don't have the best relationship with some people in my family. And I thought it was pretty evident. I allowed myself to believe that they wouldn't be as sad if it was me that left. It was very isolating. I felt very isolated and alone at that time. And I started drinking quite a bit. Like I wouldn't even eat. I would just be drinking. And I ended up drinking myself into the hospital. And um, I did a lot of damage to my body. And I ended up having to get um, surgery to get six abscesses removed from my intestines. And then I was diagnosed with Crohn's. 
Crohn's disease is an autoimmune disease that attacks your intestinal tract from the mouth all the way down to the tutor, from the root to the tutor. And um, I was just in a lot of pain. You know what, sidetrack, be careful what you wish for, because I just wanted to feel something. And honey, when I tell you I felt something, <laughs> I went to the, when I got my surgery, the, it was on a Sunday, it was the day after Thanksgiving, and the anesthesiologist was not there. So they had to give me local anesthesia in the spot where they were performing surgery. Now. If you know anything about intestines, you know it's a big old ball of spaghetti. Like look like a big old ball of spaghetti in your in your tummy, big old ball of yarn. And they had to give me local shots in my stomach to numb it. <laughs> Try and numb it. My mama had to hold my hands while somebody else held my feet. And they went in there. I felt everything. When I tell you I felt everything. <laughs> Child. I said I wanted to feel something, honey. I felt that. <laughs> but um it's amazing I could thank God they found it and got out and that continued I began to have meaningless flings with randoms not like that not like random random child randoms and um <laughs> let's be completely transparent and um because I just wanted to feel something. I wanted to get out my face. I didn't want anything meaningful. Because I didn't have anything to give them. I felt undeserving. I felt numb. It seemed like people were asking things of me that I could not give them. Romantically, friendship-wise, familiar. I had literally nothing to give it was draining people would walk up and say things like hey I knew your brother and I'd be like oh, okay like what Like, I might be going through my day finally getting off my mind and then boom someone just comes up and sends me right back to that place and I know they may have meant well I know their intentions may not have been to send me into that place mentally but that's what it did and um, I didn't have a safe place to release all those negative emotions I began fighting Drinking, sexing, a few drugs here and there. And I really felt like, who cares? Like if I didn't wake up from this, who would care? And I did not feel like anyone would care. There was a couple times where I was really ready to be up out of here and the only thing that stopped me was who gonna take care of my mama 
is she gonna do by herself? Jeffrey gone and it will be just too much on her. And um I would try therapy a couple times. And they were never really a good match for me. I think it's very important to make sure that you find a therapist that matches with you and you can feel comfortable with. And I never really felt comfortable with them. Um, I had a hard time finding a safe place for me to express myself and to release and dump. I know what it feels like to feel like you have nowhere to turn to. There were several times, even during the trial, where family would say, just quite frankly, dumb shit to me. (laughs) And I don't know if they thought they were being helpful. Quite frankly, I don't care. Um, But it was just critiquing me on how I was mourning or how I was upset. There's, when I get really upset, I tend to vomit. I get my body just, and people through someone else actually, matter of fact, said that I was being dramatic and I might want to tone it down. Um. It was just, I did not feel safe. And that's the honest to God truth. I could not find a safe place for me to be vulnerable and to grieve my brother. We are 18 months and 15 days apart. I did not know life without him. And for people to say they thought I would be over it by now, a month after my brother passed, (laughs) people who I thought was my friend said that to me. It's very alienating. But recently, a couple years ago, (laughs) God snatched me up (laughs) and told me to sit down, that we needed to have a talk. And I started therapy again. And I actually met someone who I click with. She asked me my birthday twin. Shout out to Tara. How you doing, girl? Um, and God started helping me through the work. You know that saying, faith without works is dead. The faith is 
that you will get through this, but you have to do the work to do it. Like you got to get a therapy, you got to do the journaling, you got to do all of that. All those unhealthy relationships that I was clinging on to for the past few years, I had to let that go. I had picked up a lot of bad habits on my journey to healing. <laughs> um, I, I can be very avoidant when it comes to my issues. It never seemed like the right time. It, I didn't want to damper the mood. I didn't want to be a burden to someone else. So I would just hold it in. But all those negative feelings are still there when you don't release it, right? So it was just festering in me and causing illness. My body, there's this book called The Body Takes Score, Keep Score. And it does. I got very, very sick many a times around the same time of year actually the symptoms will keep come flooding back which is an indication of what was going on and um, I had to get to the root of those coping mechanisms the root of those issues and I have to release it I thought that um changing my eating habits, going out to work out, and all that other things would do the work, but I really had to dig deep and address that thing. To be completely vulnerable, I still stay in the house that we all lived in. And I kept a lot of his stuff because I didn't want him to think that I forgot about him if he ever did come home. And I know it sounds crazy, to come home to and feel safe when he did come through that door because there was no way that that could have that this nightmare was true but there's beauty on the other side of this there's something that can be built out of this. I'm not broken. I'm not finished. I'm not useless. When I tell you the enemy took his best shot to take me out. But I'm still here. I know without a shadow of a doubt that I was, that that was meant to end me. That if you could see the 
the toll that it took on my family. There's no doubt in my mind that that was meant to take me out. I was supposed to be in a mental asylum somewhere, losing my mind. But God is so good. God is so good. He never let me take it that far. He's like, "Mm -mm. you're not done, baby girl. And I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. (laughs) Let me get this thing together. Hold on. This is a long one (laughs) compared to my other ones, but I just wanted to release. Actually had a whole different direction in mind, but you know what? I'm just gonna let this one breathe. I don't want anyone to feel like they don't have a safe place to go, that they don't have anyone to turn to. I know what it feels like to feel alone and for everything to look very dark outside, like it's no way that this thing can get better. There's no way I could feel better after this. There's no way. How could this get better? How can life be good without that or without him or her? But I promise you, my love, there's still beauty. There's still, and it comes through healing. Healing is attainable. Healing is possible. Joy is possible. And until next time, please remember that words are power. Speak life always. Always.